Welcome to the PH Journals podcast, where we explore hunting, wildlife management, and conservation. As hunters and conservationists, we know that hunting can be a powerful tool for wildlife conservation, generating revenue and promoting healthy ecosystems. Join us as we explore the latest research, interviewing experts and practitioners, and sharing stories from the field. Whether you're a hunter or conservationist, or simply interested in learning more about this somewhat controversial topic. Hi, my name is Dylan Love. I'm a professional hunter out of the southern tip of the dark continent. Join us as I believe hunting is our best conservation tool we have to offer. Welcome to the number one podcast, hunting podcast on the dark continent, on Africa. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been an exceptional ride thus far and I can't you know we're only in this position because each and every single one of you have taken time out and listened to the podcast it's been an absolute honor to sit here and give my kind of feedback uh, my experiences I wouldn't say expertise I like to think of it that way but you never know and being 13 or now 14 years in the industry it's it's taken some time to build up some sort of content on it, and uh, I'm very, very passionate about why hunting is one of our best conservation tools we have to offer. But we've got a jam-packed show today. Um, like I said, I'm going to carry on with the theme of Q&A, kind of. Um, this will be the last episode before we have like a two-session break. I'll be heading down to Port Elizabeth uh, to sit down in the Splitting Image Taxidermy um, offices again. And sit down with a guy that's become a regular on the show, old Mr. Doug Cocroft. Um, he's insights into what's actually happening in the taxidermy world. It's a little bit out of my reach, and it's it's wonderful to have the opportunity to sit down with a guy like Doug, who's probably <clears throat> by far streaks ahead of anyone else in the industry in South Africa. It's a massive honor and privilege to be able to sit down with the whole team um, and just learn a lot um, about what they have to offer to this wonderful industry of ours and do so with the amount of respect, morals and values that they do do it in. It's absolutely inspiring and I love going there. Um, I really do. And besides, I get to catch up with guys that I now call friends and see how far my trophies have come <laughs> over the past hunting or couple of hunting seasons um yeah guys but before we get into it once again a big shout out to everybody that takes time out to listen to this podcast shares it um has really contributed to the reason why we are sitting at the top of the pile um it's not something i want to brag about but i'm extremely proud of what we have achieved in in the space of time that we've been given it's a massive honor to sit here today and say that we are the number one African hunting podcast um, at the moment. I'm really, really honored. Uh, I don't know where we are in the global rankings, but that doesn't really matter. Um, it's just the fact that we have had the most amount of downloads and you guys value my content, which is an absolute honor, and I can't thank you guys enough. Um, and then, of course, to the whole regulars, um, Splitting Image Taxidermy, we mentioned earlier, Scully's, FFS Outdoors, um, PH Toolbox, Maxis Tires, Fernandi Blends, um, Euro Meats, um, as well as now coming on board, the official drink of the podcast. I'm not a very big drinker, but when I do drink, I like to enjoy it. Uh, Wildebeers Brannewein, um, it's a Cape brandy, which is wonderful. It's just such a beautiful bourbon that we get to enjoy, uh, sip it along. And um, yeah, of course, Utando Safaris now have come on board. So just a big shout out to everyone. Thank you so much for being involved. It's a true honor to sit here and um, 
I have a couple more questions that I would like to answer. So guys, um, yeah, of course, like I said, following with the theme, um, I opened up the floor to the opportunity for people to ask about their upcoming safari trips, um, as well as young PHs that are willing to get into the industry, uh, any of their questions that they might have that I need to answer. Uh, I was going to do a, a safari answering session today on a couple of guys that have asked me about their very first safari, but I thought... What has happened in the past week um, about PH Journals becoming an official brand, uh, being trademarked, which is which is pretty cool. I just thought, well, let's stick with the theme and answer the questions relating PHs. Uh, this session, then we'll go into our sessions with Doug, and then hopefully along the lines we'll get back into the Safari questions. There's some really special questions coming out, and I'm hoping it has some sort of insight for you guys when coming out on your next Safari. But before we get there, um, obviously, the question came in from a gentleman by the name of Ashley. Um, by what I gathered from the message and our, and our discussions briefly over, over Instagram, um, he's a young professional hunter of the Northern Cape. Um, he wanted to become a manager on a goat farm, actually it was, um, Angora goats. Um, and then he got into game uh, wildlife management which was pretty cool for me. Uh, he offered a lot of insights into what's actually happening in the breeding context of things. Um, but yeah, he just he wanted to spread his horizons a little bit. Um, he hasn't quite gone into the managerial positions at these game breeding facilities. So he wanted to supplement that with a bit of um, PHing. So the question, and the initial question he asked me how we got into a conversation was, as follows, I'm a PhD in the Northern Cape, and I only recently got into the industry after studying game ranch management. I quickly found out how expensive this line of work is, as far as an output costs, or before even earning a single cent. I have noticed you incorporate a lot of brands into your content, so I have to ask the question. The first one will be, how do these brands endorse you? Is it financial or by product? And the second question is, how does one get into get involved with such brands and what sort of benefits can we look at? I understand that a lot <clears throat> comes from your success from social media and the podcast. But as a youngster, how do we go about doing this? Based on your podcast about whether PHing is worth it or not, I can see why it is so important to have some sort of extra income for those rainy days. I just want to say, I love the podcast and enjoy all the content. As a newcomer to the game, it helps us a lot wherever we need it. So guys, based on that, once again, you know, I love taking context out of these, these sort of questions. Um, <clears throat> but I don't want to, I don't want to linger too much on the first one, because to me, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. Yes, financial endorsements and product endorsements are kind of important to what we want to achieve in the bigger picture. But when starting out, it's kind of irrelevant. So I'll get into what I mean about that a little bit later. So just to answer the first part of the question, yes, I do get financial endorsements. And yes, <clears throat> I do get product endorsements. It's kind of a win-win a for me. Um, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. Um, but there's just so many different ways that I get endorsed um, through, you know, different avenues, whether it be 
content related, financial related or product related. You know, often it, it inquires me to do a lot of product reviews um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, I, I kind of think um, it's important to understand that no matter what sort of brand you partner with, no matter what they give you, whether it's one rand at the end of the day or they give you a pair of shoes, whichever one it is, you know, you've got to see that as an important relationship builder. Um, so starting off, when you start off, don't really expect anything. And I see that's become a massive issue with a lot of guys promoting all these top brands, um, expecting that these guys are going to come into their DMs and give them a new set of binoculars or a new jacket or whatever the case may be. You know, it's, it's about building a relationship. Um, I'll give you a scenario. Last year, I had the fortunate um, opportunity to join the QE team from the United States. Um, I found it was a fantastic opportunity and big brand, um, but it was going to take some sort of financial capital outlay from my side. But once that had happened, the ball kind of got snowballing <clears throat> where um, I would kind of be endorsed by them as far as free products and that sort of stuff's concerned. Um, but the thing that that bugged me about that sort of deal is, especially dealing with corporates, um, I didn't find there was any sort of personal attachment to it, although that I couldn't find anything wrong with the the morals and values that the company stood for. Um, I just felt that building relationships was a lot more important to me uh, for the longer run. So that hence the reason why I stuck with Treason. I love the brand. I love what they stand for. I love the team behind it. It feels like family, feels like home. Um, and besides, they deliver on a top quality product. Um, and I really, I've got so much time for for them. I mean, from Mark right down to Anton, it's just, it's you feel, and now Seppi's joined, which is fantastic addition to the team. You just kind of feel a part of the brand. And, and you, no matter what you do, uh, whether you wear it out in the field, promote it on any social media platforms or anything, both of you guys are just contributing to this bigger picture at the end of the day. And I'm extremely passionate about that. And um, I love every minute of it by building a product-related relationship with them. And we just kind of suss each other out now. It's really, it's very, it's a very, very, it's become, it's turned into a very special relationship and it's one I clo hold very close to my heart. And uh, hopefully one day we kind of build up on that and uh, get into the whole product testing and really being a part of the, the product team uh, is my ultimate goal because I love it so much. So yeah, but anyway, that's a discussion for another day. So yeah, <clears throat> just to get in that, just wanted to touch on that. Um, I feel it's kind of important so yeah, and then to get into the real meat of the question, and that is, um, how does one get involved with these brands, and um, how does you know how how do you invite? I think is the right word I'm looking for. How do you invite these brands to be a part of the bigger picture? I often find myself conflicted with this question and yet here's the reason why is there's a lot of professionals out there professional hunters out there that that need to understand they need to become a brand you you're representing yourself out there so the, the first starting point to this thing is become a brand whether you call yourself 
PH Tootle Tootledum or PH John this or whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, you need to build a brand because you know Nike didn't get Michael Jordan because it was just Nike. It was the people behind the brand. So the name became this bigger picture because of the people behind it. So you need to start off as a brand and represent yourself as that brand. For instance, my PH Journals. The whole reason why I started PH Journals was never to be an endorsement agency or, or something to endorse products or anything like that. It, my, my brand became, I, I wanted to journal professional hunting because I found we were the front line to why hunting is one of the best conservation tools we have to offer. So I needed to educate people about that. And slowly but surely it developed into this brand where it became a hunting platform for a lot of discussion, um, a lot of community. It's been an absolute privilege to to chat to different people from all walks of life, whether I go to SCI, Dallas Safari Club, Huntex, wherever it may be, people are, are aware of the brand now and the conversation starts that way. And it's always wonderful to see because that's that's the first point is starting the conversation. Whether you start the conversation with people out in the streets or you start the conversation with brands. I was fortunate enough that I reached out to a lot of brands because I knew if my brand was going to be strong, I needed to partner with brands that were going to have the same sort of morals, values and ethics that I had in the industry that I could carry forward with. And... Along came Treason, along came Maxis, along came FFS Outdoors, along came Fernandi Blends, PH Toolbox, all these sort of things developed into this bigger picture. And now I find myself kind of turning people down, not in a negative or an arrogant way, but just because I can stand for my morals. I can stand for my values because I know how important they are to other people. So that's the important part about that question is and that's where you get to start it out um so like mentioned before you never should should expect anything straight off the cuff it's important to understand that when you're starting out with these journeys it's going to require you to give a lot of your free time and give a lot of time to these brands to these endorsement agencies to these products that you feel so strongly about and the reason for that is is that because you're trying to send a message first up so when coming up with your brand you need to highlight for instance my highlight like i mentioned before was conservation as a uh, hunting as a conservation tool you need to highlight what your best tool is going to be so whether you are tiny 10 specialist um for instance now going into the um the safari industry to become an outfitter um, I based a lot of my logic off I don't just want to be there to hunt animals I want to give an experience of my beautiful country so like my good friend Pat Dugan who's been on the podcast many many times before kind of said to me use the 75-25% ratio I want to be 75% experience and 25% hunting and that, that doesn't mean that I'm going to do a lot less hunting. It just means that when I do hunt, it's 75% experience. It's walking and stalking a lot. It's making sure that the clients are involved as much as possible. And that's my brand. That's my brand that I want to foresee and put out there. 
as far as an outfitter is concerned. So that people understand that when they see Utando Safaris, that it's an experience-based hunting outfitter, which that is the brand. So now you've got to drive that forward. Um, we've got a mascot, you know, called Tandi. It's a little elephant now. Um, so all these sort of things have kind of linked together. And, you know, I, that's what I've learned over the years. So PH Journals is a journal of conservation programs. So you journal in conservation in a form of hunting, which is still the best conservation tool. You see how everything kind of gels together and walks its way forward. <clears throat> and that's how you start your brand. And from there, you just got to put yourself out there, start conversations, get get hold of people on social media, um, send out emails. I mean, when I started out, I sent probably close to 300 to 350 emails every single day. But it was important for me to do the research on those emails before I sent them because I wanted those companies to be in the same sort of category that I was looking for, conservation, hunting, uh, same morals, ethics, values, all that sort of stuff. So so stand your ground, but at the same time, understand that it's going to be a lot of dedication towards that. And slowly but surely, you'll see things start falling into place. And that's what it's all about is for them to really start walking into place and you build these relationships that you can go forward with and yes it does have its benefits but it not without sacrifice and when it's too good to be true it is in this industry it is often too good to be true every now and then you do get hit a lucky spell but from then onwards it's it's a different it's a different ball game it's a different setup um you know you you got to you you got to be strong and firm and stand your ground it's very easy to slip into a very negative space of when big corporations get involved with you but they require a certain a certain something from you um, for instance um, there was a big i don't want to mention too many names because we're still busy negotiating a pretty good deal that i'm hoping assists us in the future but <clears throat> they got hold of me and you know I had to sign this contract which embraced X amount of YouTube videos a, a month and um, how I was going to conduct myself uh, what sort of brands I had to wear when and how what sort of capital outlay I had to put into buying to shares of the contract which was a weird one for me I had to have the lawyers involved on that so something just didn't quite feel right at the time um, we then parted ways but since then, kind of built a relationship with the new branding manager now. And hopefully things are going to start m mixing together and coming together nicely that can contribute to both of our brands. And that's the important part is because I still want people to perceive me as, as, a, as a conservationist, as somebody out there that's, that's hunting through professional hunting, but also preserving and conserving wildlife for future generations to come. And I like to instill that as I go along in all these different brands and outcomes. And since then, you know, with all the original guys, like I mentioned before, Scully's, Splitting Image, um, Fernandi Blends, all of them coming along with me, now it's incorporating into my YouTube channel where we're hitting episodes, um, you know, and, and the footprint grows. So the, the bigger the footprint grows for yourself, the more valuable, valuable you become to these companies, and the more you get to either ask from them or they will give you 
but still have the mindset of not expecting much. Don't expect anything. That was one of my safeguards that I always leaned into is that I didn't really want to expect too much from brands. And when brands started offering more and more and more, it was kind of like an overwhelming experience, sort of like, how can I mention it? Like, like a little kid on Christmas Day, just being able to get that email, open that email, unwrapping the present to see what they are willing to offer you going forward. And you can see how you've grown within the brand, which is really an achievement in its own. And you've got to see that as a win, as an achievement. And from there, you can keep growing, set your goals higher, um, set your tasks a little bit more difficult, you know, and just start off with basic things. I always highlighted myself to building content at least once a week for specific brands so when i joined the treason team it was making sure that i take at least one to two photos a week and post them on my instagram feed and from there just kind of grow the footprint forward um and slowly but surely it's kind of grown into that and and it's been an it's been one enjoyable experience and i really have enjoyed it and i look forward to doing that with many many more brands out there and hopefully you as an individual will grow and Understand that now, once you get involved with one or two brands, you've got a massive responsibility, not only for the industry, but for those particular brands, and most importantly, yourself. Owe it to yourself. Be proud of what you have achieved, and acknowledge the small victories, acknowledge the big victories, and acknowledge the steps you are taking forward, because that's probably one of the most important things to keep you grounded, keep you driven, and keep you motivated is acknowledging things, victories, where they present themselves. So guys, with that all being said, um, I don't want to linger too much on too many other questions. I hope this podcast was helpful for you guys and helpful for the youngsters out there wanting to start a brand, wanting to get involved with brands. Um, Yeah, it's it's something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, So if you guys are looking for help or any more questions that I need to ask, or answer on it, hit me up, hit me up on the social media feeds, I am active on all my pages, and um, I would love, I would love to, you know, answer them, maybe if you want, get you guys on the podcast, and let's have a Q&A session, um, but yeah, that's it for me, uh, for this week's podcast, I'm super excited to get down to Port Elizabeth, um, I've got a bit of business that I need to do down there, and it's kind of just all tied in, with uh, meeting up with Doug and the whole Splitting Image Taxidermy team. <clears throat> we all get to catch up on a few of my trophies, see how they're coming along, but as well sit down with Doug and see how the industry has changed post-COVID. Um, so if you guys have, and you're listening to this, if you, if you guys have got any qu- taxidermy-related questions, please hit me up. Um, I'll put them forward um, in an answer sheet, and then me and Doug can discuss them in the upcoming podcast. I'm hoping to do quite a few episodes up there, but we'll see how it goes. Um, and I'm super excited to sit down and, and chat. Um, yeah. So with that being said, it's kind of a shorter one than usual, but um, it is what it is. I appreciate everyone's love, support, following, and acknowledgement. And um, yeah, listening to the number one podcast now in Africa. Super stoked. I get goosebumps every time I say that. Um, But if you are, happy hunting. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed, stay humble. We'll catch up with you guys soon. Cheers. The Journal is brought to you by Treason. 
Don't just blend, become. Splitting image taxidermy. Worth remembering. Maxis tires. Covering pHs over any terrain. Magnum archery. Scullies. The little things are what makes life wonderful. Vanandi blends. Changing the game. FFS Outdoor. Versatile gear for any situation. PH Toolbox. Helping you make your own adventure.